Oh, that felt so good. <laughs> I just like drilled a hole in the back of that toilet, dog. Jesus Christ. I was I was holding that for like the past twenty minutes. <laughs> well, shit, you could have said something. Our our transitions were too seamless, RJ. It couldn't break my train of thought. So, anyways, we were we were me me being mad about stuff. No. RJ, right. tell me why you're pissed. <laughs> tell me why you pissed. Uh, cause biology. Now tell me why you're pissed. everybody it's tuesday august 16th 2020 and this is the fourth and long podcast we're doing it via video that's weird you can see our faces yes it's weird i don't like my hair i don't like keith's hair either what i don't like hair (laughs) shave it i'm afraid i've got a weird looking head uh and joining me as always is keith say hi keith hi keith what are we doing uh (laughs) we're putting we're putting a face to a name rj shit the nsa is watching kept saying i don't want to do a video podcast i don't want to do a video podcast what are we doing a video podcast why are we doing it because i was like we should really try a video podcast yeah i just yeah i want to preface this in this entire event with this was your idea this was my own fault uh you want to make more work for yourself i'm fine with that that's okay yeah, well you know hopefully we just talk gooder because we can see each other and bounce off of each other a little bit more and uh i won't have to oh you know what best case scenario less work have you thought about that? You haven't, because it's <laughs> definitely still going to be more work. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost improbable that it would be less work in any shape or capacity. Fuck, Fuck me. Uh, but you know, you're the, you're the big dick editor guy, so yeah, time to flex that moth. That's me. For That's anybody you. who's been wondering, yeah. The we we have assigned roles. Uh, if you've listened to previous episodes, you would know them. Uh, RJ it, this, does everything, and I do almost nothing. This is the this is the big dick social media guy. You can't see my finger because it disappears when it goes past my shoulder because this also, editing software is really ah ah. <laughs> it's also technically pointing in the wrong direction for me because you're not mirrored in my screen. <laughs> ah, but who's you're, recording it? Yes, yeah, guy. Yeah, you're just poking. Uh, a Miami player in the dick on my screen. <laughs> hey, you know what? Shit happens. It happens. Don't have your dick there. That's fair enough. So everybody put, gets put to your be, di- Put your dick somewhere else. Put, put your dick uh, away from the dance floor. 
everybody gets to see our weird visual tics while we're talking about subject matter that we're only m m barely competently able to talk about on a normal basis, and now I have to be distracted visually while doing it. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, we're also relieving the stress of doing it on camera for the first time by having a few cervezes, so don't mind us if we get a little off track. It's bound to happen. What? No, never. Yeah, uh, more so than usual. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think it's I think it's a good thing. It's a good direction. That it's we a step on the right direction. And step on the right direction. Never step on the wrong direction. That's how you get arrested. Yeah. Plus, it costs more. Mm hmm. So, anyways, uh, I've got about two things to talk about this week uh, that are bills related. Um, and you said you've got stuff prepared, Mr. Ghost Man. Yeah. Like three ish things. Like three ish things. Yeah, two and a half, maybe. Okay, well, so. What do you want to rock, rock, paper, scissors for this? For who goes first? Since people can see this. Uh, you go first. Oh, okay. I concede. Um, <laughs> yes, so let's rock, paper, scissors. I concede. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, so Sean McDermott got an extension from the Bills for six more years. So he... I, so... I don't think it's six more years. I think it's in total now it's six years. Mm -hmm. uh, so the way that it was described was a little funky. Um, but uh, he's now with the team through 2025. He's also the first coach to get extended since Marv Levy and the teams that went to the Super Bowls. So you and I talked about this a little bit uh, earlier in the week. Mm -hmm. Um, and you showed me a list of your, uh, coaches. And I think we still had one more coach than you did during that time frame. Cause I think you had nine and I think we had 10. Yeah. S definitely know the feels when it comes to the coaching carousel in Cleveland, uh, one thing I will say about the bills, uh, your coaching carousel has led to some kind of successes <laughs> consistent mediocrity consistent mediocrity uh we are the most mediocre team in the league or we or we were we yeah were. were were uh i i couldn't even call what the browns did with their coaching carousel mediocre it was just bad so um but that's exciting do we have see, any idea what see, the money is yet see these guys yeah, these these guys they didn't last very long. Mm -mm. These no. these 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 fucking guys. Oh, I disappear completely. This yeah. well, this was unplanned. But... <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, the the Nim Xers. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. So, do we have any idea what the money was? Uh, I don't know if that's been disclosed yet. Because this extension was a few days ago. I figured we'd know something about that. No. No money seems to have been disclosed as of yet. Well. How do you feel about it? Uh, I feel good. I feel like um, the process has worked. Um, to be perfectly honest. You know, him 
and uh, Brandon Bean, who I expect to also get an extension in the near future, um, both showed up to a team that was uh, very much on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, after after the, the Rex men, um, which again, on my screen, will look great. Um, uh, they had a bunch of dead cap that they had to chew through. They had a bunch of old picks that didn't really pan out. Um, that they had to deal with. Like, I can't imagine what would like what the difference would have been if if Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean had been there since Rex Ryan was there. Like since the Sammy Watkins pick cuz mm-hmm. like they might have sat and drafted Odell Beckham Jr or like any of the other myriad as opposed to trading up to the fourth overall pick mm-hmm. uh and giving away like I think we gave away two first round draft picks we gave up that year and the following years first rounders to move up to number 4 mm-hmm. to get Sammy who was like never who if you've read any of the... Have you read any of the recent articles about him? Mm, I don't think I have. So apparently he was like... Like, he was... He he is, at this point, admittedly not focused at all in the time <laughs> that he was in Buffalo. Okay. Um, which is why yeah, I have it, no... Which is why I have no problem taking the duct tape to the back of my uh, Watkins jersey and putting digs on the back of it. <laughs> he Does he have the old number? Oh yeah, they're both wearing fourteen. So. Gotcha. Yeah, and I mean, and you can kind of tell that with his play in insert the team he plays for the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. Duh. Um, you can you, know, you the Super you, Bowl champions. Yeah, you can kind of see it in his play with the Chiefs uh, because we talked about it every year since Patrick Mahomes started starting. Uh, how much Sammy Watkins... That other pick that the Bills could have had. Yeah, how much Sammy Watkins seems to be showing up for Pat Mahomes and actually providing you know providing good offensive numbers for the team consistently instead, yeah, of, weird. instead of kind of that waxing, waning production he had in Buffalo. Because there were some games where Sammy Watkins looked phenomenal, and then there's some was... games where... <laughs> He was also injured a fair amount, um, sure. so that was a problem. But yeah, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. When he and and Tarod, Tyrod, Tarod, sorry, yeah. still can't do it right. Tarod um, were together. Uh, they ha- like Tarod could drop it in a thimble mm-hmm. for Sammy Watkins, like like the 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 this guy to this guy. That worked out pretty well, yeah, for a number of seasons. Because mm-hmm. um, Lord knows Josh can't fucking throw anything but a laser. Anyways, um, he's working on it. He's working. <laughs> Boy, he's working on. Boy, it. he's working on it. So again, I think um, Brandon Bean should easily be up for an extension next. That's your um, GM. That's our GM. I think he's done an incredible job in the draft mm-hmm. uh, since he's been there. So the uh, the not Patrick Mahomes Trey White pick uh, 
was technically still in the Doug Whaley era. Brandon Bean was brought in immediately after that draft was completed. Mm -hmm. So that may have been explicitly a Sean McDermott pick. Mm -hmm. Um, The history, like the grand history on that, is still not out yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't know who's actually fully responsible. Like, it was probably Whaley scouting... But Sean McDermott just wanted a corner and maybe rolled the dice. I mean, maybe he wanted someone else, and we just lucked into Trey White. Again, all of that is up in the air still. Yeah. But we could have had Mahomes. Um, ah, the one person I'd have, you know. Traded it all the way to get. You know. And he was there. Yeah. He was literally our pick. That's a that's a NFL MB, MVP. Won it won a Super Bowl. I'd like one of those. Mm-hmm. But it's also about the group that you put around him. I think in large part. I mean, it's not like he walked into the Bills' offense at the time that he got drafted. Like Zay Jones and Kelvin Benjamin were not going to turn him into an NFL MVP uh, with, you know, like Nathan Peterman and A.J. McCarron at his side. He had uh, a boy that you want to talk about later. Yeah. uh, Teach him for the first year. Yeah, he he was he learned from a Pro Bowl quarterback to throw at Pro Bowl receivers and tight ends and to hand the ball off to Pro Bowl running backs. So yeah, so uh, like he was in a locker room of all pros, and they handed him they handed him, you know, a they handed Patrick Mahomes a fucking machine gun of an offense and was like, go crazy! You got the arm talent to make these throws, so make the throws. Nature is great, but uh, nurture is mm-hmm. far more important. Yeah, and in a league that continuously sees more of teams opting out of do doing like the one year sit with their top drafted quarterbacks, if you are going to draft high for talent like that, and you are in a position where you can still afford to play the guy in front of them being Alex Smith, who we'll talk about more later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of one of those situations where it makes more sense to do that. Uh, where Alex Smith was playing at a, at a Pro Bowl level, so we have no reason to sit him because he knows the offense. He knows the offense better than anybody in, in that locker room, arguably. Right. So let's give Pat... We're not going to lose... Any, Alex Smith doesn't lose people games. You know, uh, There are opportunities for him to win that he may come up short, but he's not going to lose you the game. So right. let's sit Patrick Mahomes, let him do his thing, learn the offense correctly so we don't have to neuter it whenever we hand over the reins to him the, the following year because he has a full year to learn and develop in the system. It's when, like, jumping to, like, we touched on Tyrod briefly, like when Baker Mayfield was drafted and he sat almost, you know, a fair amount of the regular season behind Tyrod, it was kind of one of those questions where, that was substantially closer of a there was no in my opinion there's no real talent gap between Baker Mayfield and Tyrod in in a in a similar way that there was Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes because but at a lower a lower level of play Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor 
is one of those guys that is he is B tier I would say um uh like if we're he's, and he's in front of Herbert now yeah and he's in front of Herbert now uh, Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield they almost they all it almost felt like to me they were sitting Baker out of uh, Hugh Jackson I want to know what they saw in practice to make Hugh Jackson go we're going to commit to sitting Baker for the entire year because Tyrod wasn't doing anything to keep Baker on the bench. Alex Smith was doing things to keep Patrick Mahomes on the bench. They were winning football games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor wasn't doing that. So it's, it's weird. I think it's, it's well, I think it's, I think it may be, I, I'm sorry, let, finish, finish your thought and then. Well, I think it's weird. I think it's weird that people consistently, instead of grooming offenses to play the rookies, um, they, they want to go on that, that, you know, sit him for a year, let him learn kind of thing. When the quarterback position has evolved so much in college to where we're starting to see those college level, those college style offenses being integrated into the NFL. So you Mm -hmm. can play the rookies earlier. Uh, That's what happened, you know, in Buffalo with, with Josh Allen. Well, okay. All right. First of all, uh, going back to your bit uh, Mm -hmm. with, with Baker Mayfield, um, I think it's possible that, once a team is trending poorly, you don't want to throw the rookie into that scenario where shit has already gone wrong mm-hmm. in in the case that shit continues to go wrong because that could just... I mean, even somebody like Baker, it may influence his, his overall confidence. Oh, sure. Yeah, especially with somebody like Baker. Uh, like, I mean, look what happened because of the success he had in that first season where he was pushed into the forefront because Tyrod was underperforming, and then Baker played lights out for the rest of the season. He had ridiculous amounts of pressure the following season and wasn't able to duplicate his success. But I'm a firm believer that if the scheme is correct, mm-hmm. the, cre- the cream's going to rise to the top. Sure. So it's interesting to see teams trying to replicate the Chiefs business model, but they didn't have the tools the Chiefs had. The Chiefs mm-hmm. had, you know, the Chiefs had a Pro Bowl quarterback with an all pro with all pro skill positions around him. Uh, teams like us, the Browns, the Bills, doesn't happen that often, okay? Um so create the scheme and allow allow the players to play and allow that cream to rise to the top mm-hmm. uh, the we, we've seen situations time and time again where it comes to rookie quarterbacks being thrust into those situations you're absolutely right where they get on they get in their own head or they get in a losing streak or the offense is too confusing for them they weren't as good as they thought they were there's a million different reasons but that's why you know first round quarterbacks are always a gamble uh, and you're not you don't know what you got until you play them in preseason you're not going to learn anything you know we've we've seen time and time again you can't ex- you can't take a rookie quarterback that played well against second and third stringers and expect them to replicate against first stringers you got to play them right. if you intend on playing them i say scheme the offense play them early if they wash out cut your fucking losses <laughs> um you're you're not afforded the same luxury that the chiefs had at the time uh, and I think, especially because of injuries on the Bills' side, 
uh, Sean McDermott. This is why this is why I'm kind of stoked with the the extension with Sean McDermott. The same well, way you are. One one thing real quick is if we're just going to continue on with this, is that uh, jumping back to Josh Allen. Josh yeah. Allen started because uh, Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions in the first half. Yeah, he did. That's 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 why he started, not because he was sitting behind someone that he could actually learn from. But back to Sean McDermott. Sure. Well, that's you know it. They kind of play hand in hand. Um, we're talking about you being excited. Sean McDermott's getting extended. Trust the process. We talked to last week about you. They know, really what... liked Nathan Peterman too. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So for maybe, a guy that they didn't draft, yeah, maybe they should uh, shift. The stick to the draft. Stick to the yeah. draft board, boys. Yeah, shift the narrative a little bit. Uh, like, whoa, wait, hold on, time out. We liked Nathan Peterman, and then he threw five picks. We don't like him anymore. You know, uh, Nathan Peterman's one of those cats that showed promise. I guess I'm not an NFL scout. I'm not an NFL coach. I see. I know what I saw on TV, and I wouldn't have trusted Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman over anybody. Um, I don't think he performed in any way that that kept Josh Allen on the bench. I think they were benching. They benched Josh Allen because of the same reason that I was talking about in Cleveland, because it's expected. You got a you got a veteran quarterback, mm. and you're gonna sit the rookie and let him learn, or. If that rookie's got wheels and he's got a cannon of an arm, Deshaun Watson, that shit, let him play. Oh, don't you know? say that name. <laughs> oh, another quarterback you could have drafted? Uh, oh, I, no, the playoffs last year. Also, yeah. yeah, more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's kind of the point is quarterbacks like Josh Allen. Also, are, I think we also I think we could have drafted Deshaun Watson. Probably. Because uh, he went kind of late. Uh, quarterbacks like Josh Allen are having more success in the NFL when the process is allowing them to do what they're good at. Don't force them to be. Don't force them to be the archetype. The archetype of an NFL quarterback. The he has. I think yeah, you're looking for. Prototypical. Yeah, the, yeah, the prototypical NFL quarterback. Uh, yeah, he has the size. He has the arm. He can make throws. But he's not. He's not a Peyton Manning. You know, he's not a, he's not a Tom Brady. He's, he's a Josh Allen. And if we're going to trust the process, and this is what I was getting at when it comes to being excited about Sean McDermott is I think the bills, you know, their hand was forced last year. They saw some success. Uh, they're committed. And we saw that in the draft, you know, they, they, they focused on putting things, putting pieces on defense and putting pieces around Josh Allen well, they, and again, we used our number one draft pick on Stefan Diggs. On Stefan Diggs. So it's – I think the process starts now where Sean McDermott showed he was competent at making sure the Bills didn't lose games. <laughs> that, was actually a, that was actually a thing. So all of their locker rooms and stuff um, used to have these big banners that said playoff caliber. Yep. Um, and they took all of those down – because we reached the playoffs, and now they all say championship caliber because they have newer, loftier goals to actually aim for. And for the players, for the players like, like Trey and like Tremaine Edmonds and like Josh Allen that have been drafted under the system, like that's kind of all they know at this point, which is great. Winning games. 
Um, there's there's a lot to be said about a winning attitude in the locker room. There's a lot to be said about winning of uh, the feeling of consistency and like this is a football team that can win games. And then on the other side, you've got the veterans who have been there for like the few veterans that have stuck around, like Jerry Hughes, who are now in this new system where it's like, okay, we're fucking actually doing some stuff. Like mm-hmm. Jerry Hughes went from the Colts, uh, you know, at the end of the Peyton Manning era like to the bills uh and basically saw again nothing but mediocrity for a while mm-hmm. and has now been to the playoffs twice in three years mm-hmm. under the same head coach mm-hmm. like with two different quarterbacks and he's just like all right let's get this like let's just make this defense fucking rock mm-hmm. yeah i think i think the extension of sean mcdermott was the 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 smart move because he's winning football oh, games, and that's really all that all that this is about. Uh, we'll see in the next five years uh, if that translates to anything tangible. Like a division title would be nice. I think we might get that this year. I mm, I think that's a pretty easy take this year. Fuck Cam, mm, they ain't got it. Mm, they got a former MVP at quarterback for buttons. They paid yeah. him pocket lint. I like our defense though. I like yeah. our offense too. I like your I like I like I like Josh Allen. Ooh. I like let's see, what did he what did he go from? Didn't he go from like what was Josh Allen's completion percentage last year? Wasn't it fifty eight percent? Yeah. It was just under sixty. I like I like Josh Allen at sixty-two and a half percent completion. I like him. I like him continuing to uh, improve uh, with with Stefan Diggs there, mm-hmm. uh, and I bet his deep ball jumps. Yeah, just because like... just because I think Stefan Diggs can adjust to the deep ball. Yeah, and that's I mean we've talked about that before too. Josh Allen now has something he never had, which is somebody that can run under his shit. Oh, true number one. <laughs> yeah. Somebody that can literally be like, uh, Josh kind of overthrew that one a bit. Let me just turn on the burners and get under it, you know? Because uh, he's a 4-4 receiver. You know, yeah. Dude's, dude's fast. Well, like, John Brown can do that, but they're on different levels. Yeah. Like, like Stefan Diggs is Steph- Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs will turn on the afterburners with three yards of separation already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't... He... He is a contender when it comes to getting up and getting the ball, uh, mm-hmm. and that's important for both for all all three levels of being a receiver. Is uh, in the short and medium game being able to contend with defenders, and then in the long game, you gotta fuck you got a dude that can launch at sixty million fucking yards. So how fast can you run sixty million yards? Because you got to be under that ball, right? And I I think Stefan Diggs is one of those people that can do it. My only concern, and I expect similar things from Josh Allen, uh, 60-ish percent. I want 3,000 yards, 20 passing touchdowns, 600 rushing yards, and 10 rushing touchdowns. That's what I want out of Josh Allen next year. And I think I think that is attainable. Is, is, is that because you're drafting him on your fantasy team? No, I'm not playing fantasy this year. <laughs> uh, the season's way too fucked. I, uh, I don't want to stress myself out that much this year. I just want to watch football. <laughs> 
the but that's what I want for Josh Allen, and that's what I think is obtainable with the weapons around him. Uh, if he works on the accuracy in the medium and long game, that's super obtainable with the weapons he has. It's nice that it's third year under the same OC too. Mm-hmm. And I think that process we've been talking about is really going to contribute to that. You got a winning attitude in the locker room. You got stable for the time being. You have stability in coaching and front office. Uh, that's something that that lends towards winning football teams as long as the picks are right and the players are right and stability in the office in the locker room. I mean, how do you think the Patriots have won six Super Bowls? They've yeah. had the, they've had the same GM oh, well, for cheating, twenty fucking also, years. Also, kind of. What's that? Also cheating, kind of. But uh, that helped. It certainly contributed. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discredit the. Uh, off the field, tactile decisions of Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right. I've only got uh, one other one other thing to be mad about this entire time. So let's let's give you the reins and run down your list. Okay. So first things first. Super quick. I'm the realist. Yeah. No, I am the I am the fakest. We have a couple of updates from training camp. So, Najoku's on the field catching balls, running around, doing tight end things. Uh, him and Austin Hooper are working together catching balls. That's exciting. Uh, Baker Mayfield recently hit an interview, saying that he lost himself in the chaos of last season. Which you said Baker said this? Yeah, Baker said this, which I can totally see because uh-huh. <laughs> Cleveland season last year was kind of fucking weird. Uh, the media wouldn't leave him or Odell alone. Miles um, Garrett tried to murder a guy. <laughs> um, you know, there were so many <laughs> so many lofty expectations for the Browns and the AFC North. Uh, and he was coming off of a relatively successful rookie campaign. And I like to see some humility out of Baker right now uh, because he's not in a position to talk anymore. He was after his rookie season, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the reasons why the, the Browns almost had a turnaround season. We were still playoff viable in the later part of the season, which is something Cleveland has not been able to say forever. Um, but... Uh, it's time to dial that shit back in because we got work to do. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see how... It's nice to see these things coming out of his mouth. I want to see it on the field, but I don't mind character. You know, we've, we've talked about this several times. I don't mind character on the field. I love Odell Beckham. I love Baker. I love it when people are cocky, but I, they gotta they got to produce in order to be that way and for me to tolerate it. Uh, like... A lot of people had a lot of issues with Cam Newton's behavior during his MVP campaign. Bro, mm-hmm. they went 15-1. and one. Like, Yeah, they lost in the Super Bowl, but, I mean, it was Denver's defense really won that game. Um, yeah. Like, they went 15-1 and one in the regular season, and Cam Newton played lights fucking out. I didn't care what he was saying. As long as he wasn't being, as long as he wasn't being ugly, you know, walk your walk, man. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So I want to see the turnaround. I want to see the turnaround that Baker keeps saying he's going to have because his rookie year went 27 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Uh, The touchdown interception, but this was in 10 games, 12 games. Uh, So 
it would have been nice. He could have had more interceptions. Yeah, he could have had more interceptions, and that showed last season when he threw 21 of them uh, against his 22 touchdowns. So we got we uh, we got room for improvement. Yeah, uh, but it's nice to see. Uh, I've been watching videos of his workouts. You know, I've been oogling his body. Guy's looking good. He's looking fit, uh, especially after he got like blasted on social media over the summer because he had like a wicked dad bod going on. Oh, one of these. Yeah, just about, except uh, backed by a million-dollar check. Well, you know, I could be <laughs> if we stepped our game up. Jeez. <laughs> so he's in a good state of mind. He seems like he's putting in the work, so I'm excited. The other thing from training camp that I'm really excited to see is I've been watching uh, Jedrick Wills' progress, our first-round pick, because he played right tackle in college, but he played right tackle for a left-handed quarterback. Mm. So he's transitioning to left tackle, obviously, for us because we have a right-handed quarterback. He's always played on the blind side. So I've been watching his transition to the other blind side. And evidently... I don't know if that necessarily translates, but I... The the trust does. Uh Uh-huh. You put your best tackle on the blind side. Sure. And the technique does just flippy-floppy. I don't know enough about Jedrick Wills' career prior to college to know how much left tackle he played. But in college, he played right tackle because he was playing for a a left-handed quarterback. So, although the process is normally pretty tricky to switch sides, right? especially if it's contrary to the dominant side you're normally used to playing in college, right? Evidently, according to uh, Joel Batonio, who's you know another one of our stud offensive linemen, uh-huh. he's he's taking to it very well, which is exciting to see. He's actively admitted that there's a learning curve, and that's kind of the thing they're overcoming right now, and that he understands that there's going to be some challenges that he needs to face. But if but if Joel Batonio is impressed. It puts some of my, it puts some of my discomfort at ease because that was the first issue that I had when we drafted him. I was excited we drafted him because the dude's a stud, but mm-hmm. he played right tackle. We needed a left tackle, <laughs> right? Um, and they were like, "Well, he played for a left-handed quarterback." It's like, ah, the technique doesn't directly translate. So I, it's it's a little comforting to see. Now I know teammates are always going to bolster their teammates, but right. but. It's it's good to, it's ref, it's good to see at least something positive coming out of that transition, uh, because we have nothing to go on. We need, I need the reassurance, or it will drive me crazy. I'm just gonna sit here and think about it. <laughs> be like, oh my god, uh, Baker Mayfield's gonna die because Jedrick Wills isn't gonna be able to cover his blind side, and then like, uh, fucking somebody's just gonna try to murder him because we gotta play fucking Baltimore's defense twice. Do you have any uh, measurables on him? Or can you pull those quickly? Uh, measurables, what do you mean? Height, weight. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can pull those up. Yeah, he's a big feller. 6'4". Uh, uh-huh. Uh, 213 pounds. That? <coughs> 213? Or 3'12", three, three sorry. 
312. Yeah. Hey, look at you doing yeah. the me thing. Yeah, I did the you thing. Um Yeah, he's a uh, 6 his I was official... like I was like, wow, 213 pounds. I could play left tackle. Yeah, right. His uh, official pre-draft measurables were uh, six fo- six four and a quarter, uh, three hundred twelve pounds. Uh, he has a thirty four and a quarter inch arm length, and uh, obviously a couple of drills. Um, the only drills that the only drill that he didn't do that I wish he did was the three cone, and that's just because I wanted to see like change in direction and change of. Uh, change of direction and control of momentum but it's not as important for line linemen uh uh-huh. but he, but he had decent uh decent shuttle drills and uh his vertical and broad jump were so broad good. jump were really good for uh for a lineman okay. uh, but the big thing with jedrick is how he plays the position technique wise and this is why i think joe thomas was so excited when we drafted him because i wouldn't say he's as he's as frame perfect as joe thomas's technique was but the foundation's already there. And that's why I think the translation from right tackle to left tackle for him is going to be more easy than somebody that's just raw power, raw talent, having to learn, pretty much learn a new position. Um, it's for him, it's it's taking it's taking his technique that he's already used to, accustomed to using, and just flipping it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so there might be more muscle memory he has to overcome, but he doesn't have to learn how to play the position at an NFL level and then flip sides. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of what you see out of, especially lower drafted offensive linemen is the reason why they're taken is because they're freak athletes, but their technique's normally terrible or their footwork's normally terrible and they have to groom them to an NFL level. Uh, Jedrick, his technique, you don't got to do that. You just got to move him to the left side and get him used to doing this instead of this, you know? Uh-huh. There's, I don't know. Deep- if you, if you got to teach somebody to follow in the salsa as opposed to lead, well, maybe it's not that different. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when football actually starts. You know, it's unfortunately training camps, a lot of speculation. If football actually starts. It will or be- it better or we're canceling the show. So, so that's dope to see. Uh, we'll see what comes of it whenever, you know, football starts happening. From the videos and pictures I've seen, it's normal training camp stuff. Nothing crazy. Just masks. Just just masks and not a lot of contact because the NFL doesn't like that in practice anymore. Right. No Omaha drills. No Omaha drills. Or Oklahoma. Which are they? Oklahoma, I think, is what you're thinking of. Yeah. So. All right, what else you got? Uh, just some general NFL news. General NFL news, I love it. Yeah. So Alex Smith, who we've talked about briefly earlier. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He is off the pup list. Good. Uh... So Alex Smith got cleared. After still with the uh, Washington football team, correct? Still on the Washington football team, correct. He is activated from the pup list today, actually, and this is after a pretty disgusting leg injury. Yeah, Um, that it did not look fun. 
Yeah, had the to... thing that almost cost him his leg. Yeah, uh, and this was two years ago now in November. This was in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, surgery, lots and lots and lots of rehab. Um, two years without football. Just rehabbing to be able to play football. But he's finally cleared by doctors, so he's returning to the team. And he's uh, he's going to do training camp shit. Because he was cleared initially in July, and then during the team physical in July. He was cleared by doctors in July, and then the team physical put him on the pup list. So now he's officially off that list. He can perform football activities. So... I'm curious, because we've talked about Alex Smith's success under the Ron Rivera regime, uh, how stiff that competition between Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins is going to be. Your thoughts? How old is Alex Smith at this point? 36. Old as shit. I think Dwayne Haskins is still going to be given the reins... I think this is I think this is going to turn into a Carson Wentz Nick Foles thing. <laughs> really, I think I think Dwayne Haskins is going to be given uh, the reins, uh, and Alex Smith is going to be asked to sit behind him and teach him and whatnot. And then Dwayne and Haskins is going to get blasted. I well, so that's the part where it's like I don't know if that happens or I don't know if he starts playing poorly, but. So playing like Dwayne Haskins. Listen, he was a rookie last year. You got to give him some amount of time to grow. I mean, so was Deshaun Watson. Sure, but not everybody's Deshaun Watson. You got to remember, we still drafted EJ Manuel as the only quarterback in the first round of that draft. Yeah, that class was kind of light. That class was incredibly light, and nobody <laughs> should have been drafted until at least the mid-second round. Yeah. Um, and yet, you know, E.J. Manuel. Anyways. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, Alex Smith sits there for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And if Dwayne uh, does not perform, they might put... They might put him in and see what he's still got left. Yeah, I think Washington has a unique situation um, in that depending on how Alex Smith is able to perform coming out of rehab and off of the pup list, um, they have fiery second-year talent out of Dwayne Haskins, which I always thought Dwayne Haskins was pretty garbage, not going to lie to you. Uh, no, I don't think he's... Uh, he hasn't blown me away with his talent so yeah. far. And even watching him in college, Dwayne Haskins... I'm just saying if I'm the Redskins and I've invested that yeah. pick, I'm probably going with him still. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he's blown me away talent-wise. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins suffers from a similar situation that Mitch Trubisky suffers from. Uh, he was overhyped in college because of one very successful season. But the difference between Mitch Trubisky and Dwayne Haskins is Dwayne Haskins played for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins was first all-team Big Ten. You know who he played behind? Uh, for his um, the 2017 campaign? I guess. Cardale Jones. Sure did. Your boy. 
my boy. Dwayne Haskins was in a program that consistently is in competition for national championships. Mm. So Mitch Trubisky was a little easier for somebody like me to predict, somebody that plays or watches college football, uh, especially I'm I'm a UNC Chapel Hill fan. I didn't see Mitch Trubisky having much success at the NFL level. Dwayne Haskins, similar situation, played one full season, put up amazing numbers, uh, won won the big fin- won the Big Ten championship, uh, won the Rose Bowl, was first team All Big Ten, you know, four forty eight hundred yards and fifty touchdowns, but we had one year of sample size, mm. so when it came around to the draft. It was like, well, what are the things that Dwayne Haskins is, is good at? Uh, he's big. And it appeared in college that he was mobile. Well, he's still big. But he ran a five-second 40. He ain't NFL mobile. Yeah, he ain't NFL mobile. He ran a five-second 40 and doesn't have the arm to compensate for that. Mm-hmm. So, he only played nine games last year, started seven of them, and it was like 1,300 yards, seven touchdowns, and seven picks. Uh, so, a lot, of my, a lot of my initial thoughts about Dwayne Haskins were kind of verified coming into the NFL. And fortunately for Washington and Ron Rivera, uh, they have Alex Smith who wants to go back out and show that he still has some gas in the tank. Not a bad I mean, quarterback. Apparently, if Brady can still do it at 40-something, I mean, he's got that TB12, but... If, yeah, if Brady can if if Brady can do it, Alex Smith can do it. Yeah. So, it's it's cool to see somebody coming, because that should have... that sh- Five years ago, that would have ended his career. Ten years ago, that would have ended his career. Oh, easily. Yeah. So... Uh, it's. I'm excited to it see. It almost. What, it almost ended his life. I yeah. Mean. It al- Yeah. Almost ended his career and his life this time, and it was only two years ago. Uh, I'm excited to see if he still has it, because if he does, uh, I think Dwayne Haskins is going to be in trouble, and I think he's going to be another first round quarterback washout. I wouldn't necessarily call him a bust, because we haven't seen a big enough sample size in the NFL. Uh, we're probably going to get some of that sample size next year, but I don't think he's going to play all season. I mean, the the big question at that point is like, okay, where does Daniel Jones actually fall? Because, it, yeah. you know, then then you're talking about the entire draft class, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of speculation, or there's a lot of talk amongst um, internet football analysts that Daniel Jones isn't as bad as we think he is. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm sure you've seen, or at least saw, that there was an episode posted. No, uh, I never listened to NFL internet analysts, yeah. ever. No, 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 no. Definitely wasn't backing my case last week. Nope. Um, but there's there's a case to be made that Daniel Jones isn't as bad as we think he is. Uh, we'll see. Eli's yeah. not there anymore, so we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. All right, what else you got? Uh, Hit me with some heat. I want some heat. Yo! George Kittle. Yeah, okay. All right, we can talk about George Kittle being the 
highest paid tight end in the league. Yeah. He in league, in league yeah. history. Yeah, league history. Highest paid tight end in league history. He's going to be making fifteen uh, little, mil a year for five yeah, years. Yeah, a lot of fucking money. And both him and Travis Kelsey pretty much got their extensions at the same time, and George Kittle got more. Well, but he got they got roughly the same, but they got different years, right? Wasn't Kelsey's only four years? Correct. So, yeah. But that is Kelsey's also with Pat Mahomes, who's like just signed for five hundred mil. Right, and that that's kind of the thing. Like, uh, San Francisco extended George Kittle because they need him. Right. Travis Kelsey got extended because he's really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that offense needs him. I don't know. Where else are you going to find another tight end like that right now? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that he doesn't bring any value to the team. Uh, I just think if Travis Kelsey didn't get extended and he walked, uh, the Chiefs' offense would have survived. Mm-hmm. The 49ers offense, if George Kittle walked, would not have survived. Well, but you, well, you got to think though. Travis Kelsey provide like he's the one guy who's not the wide receivers. You know uh, what I mean? Uh huh. Like he's the one guy who's not just the track meet guy, and he's still fast. Yes, Travis Kelsey is an oversized receiver. But he's but he's the big body. He's the guy where he's just like, just put it up there and I'll go get it. Like like yes, I've seen I've seen Tyreek Hill jump before. Yeah. And I've seen Sammy Watkins jump before and I've seen them run before. But like Travis Kelsey just bodies people. Yeah. I guess my point is the point. I guess more of the point that I was making or trying to make was if you get another sure-handed big body in there, Patrick Mahomes will put up numbers with him. Sure. It doesn't but... have it doesn't have to be the best tight end in the league. It's possible. It's uh, possible. Versus Eric Ebron goes to Kansas City on yeah. a reasonable contract. Yeah, somebody like that that just has Sure, consistent hands, big body to contend in the red zone. Travis Kelsey adds a Travis Kelsey 100 adds a different layer to that offense because he can find himself open all over the field. He's an oversized receiver, right? But you get you know the old school red zone threat tight end, of which there is more than one, <laughs> versus the perennial tight end talent. And Patrick Mahomes will still find success. I'm not sold that the 49ers offense would have similar success if they substituted George Kittle with one of those kinds of tight ends. Mm-hmm. George, I think George Kittle is too... He's too... Integral? Yeah, he's too important for that offense. And I think that's why they gave him the extra year. Like, let's try to keep you around for a minute. Well, plus it makes the number bigger. Absolutely, yeah. If, I mean, by by that fifth year, it's it's kind of like how we were talking about um, Patrick Mahomes. By that fifth year, he'll be underpaid as a tight end, mm-hmm. probably yeah. again. Yeah, if the if the tight ends if tight end talent in the league keeps trending the way it is, 
uh, because we're seeing more and more and more where tight ends are almost specializing in being receiving tight ends. Uh, and we're almost, as evaluators, we're almost undervaluing their ability to block. Mm. Uh, and that's something that sneaks under the radar for those big target tight ends now is how well they actually can block. And that's kind of a that's kind of a separation point for the truly great versus the really good. Right. Uh, you know, that's a Gronk conversation. That's a Gronk conversation. Gronk is a truly great tight end because not only is he a you know, eleven hundred yard, eleven mm. hundred yard tight end, he'll also fucking pancake a motherfucker. Yep. And. That's 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 more so the defining factor of, of tight end talent nowadays. If tight end blocking stats were easier to look up, I would look them up right now. <laughs> um, but because of the trend in the league, like when you look up tight end stats, it pulls up the receiving stats. And, right. and their miscellaneous stats, which is like, you know, fantasy points and snaps and bleh. Um, and what? And bleh. <laughs> I'm just asking for a second time because people can see it now. Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm happy for both of them because I like seeing good players get paid. Mm. Um, and if... I mean, if the Chiefs got the money, especially locking down... I don't which, know where they're finding I don't know where they're money. getting the money. Uh, they just paid their quarterback five hundred million dollars over the next ten years. Well, that's that's two years from now still. Yeah. So, uh, so how does that you know how does that cap stretch out whenever Patrick Mahomes' big fucking contract hits? Uh, Travis Kelsey's still on his big contract, uh, and then they just play what D Ford? Wasn't that who they paid? Uh, yeah. So. How soon does that bubble pop? Who knows? Pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. More news at 11. They're looking for two or three. But George Kittle, I think George Kittle is more important for San Francisco's offense. Oh, certainly, because, like, who else do they have? I mean, they have they have Marquise Goodwin from us, mm-hmm. or had Marquise Goodwin. I don't know if he's still on the team or not. I mean, and he's a track star, yep. literally. Um, they got Debo Samuel, who performed well last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know his exact stats, um, but they had all of they had all of their running backs. Like they had that deep ass running back backfield. Yeah, I, Jimmy Garoppolo. All he had to do was be consistent, protect mm-hmm. the ball, because they could punish you in the backfield. And that's that's kind of what. Uh, the Chiefs were able to take advantage of in the Super Bowl coming back from that for coming back from the deficit is they could play up tempo right. and and get get the defense on their heels because the 49ers offense thrives the bo- most when they're getting the most they're getting the most production out of their out of their running backs right so the 49ers offense was not designed to play from behind they were designed to get ahead and then let the defense smother the other team. Right. When you have, you know... Waffle house them. Smothered yeah, and covered. Yeah, get them smothered and covered. Throw some chunked and capped in there if you're feeling fancy. I love me some ham and mushrooms. So, breaking news. 
What? Literally, uh... Cross Tuesday, August the 16th, 2020. And this is breaking news. So, it literally crossed my... My, uh... My ticker here. Just now. Speaking of San Francisco... Crossed your heart and hope to die. (laughs) Speaking of uh, San Francisco, because it's relevant. uh, Would you happen to know of the offensive lineman, uh, Spencer Long? I, I have heard of him, yes. Yeah. Uh, like that entire time he played with uh, Buffalo last year? Yeah. Uh-huh. So the 49ers just signed him a couple of days ago. Oh, God. Does he have the COVID? No, he retired an hour and a half ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, saved us some money. Yep. So that's funny. Uh, just a little... Uh, I think. A little dressing for, uh, <laughs> for the 49ers. Uh, yeah, Spencer Long... Was released by the Bills on August 4th, signed with the 49ers, and he decided to retire. Bill Gates right. reported it at 4.52 p.m. August why not? 16th. Why not take the opt-out, dumbass? Yeah, no shit. Opt-out, then retire. Get paid, dog. Oh, okay. Um, yo, how are you going to... Okay. 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 So the NFL.com put out this list. Uh-huh. The NFL.com. Um, of the best triplets uh, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Triplets being quarterback, wide receiver, number one wide receiver, number one running back. Um, and they tied the Bills at 21st. They sure did. And I just want to point out that that math doesn't check out. Uh huh. I crunched the numbers, I did the calculations. He did the calculation. He 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 did the maths. Yep. yep. So to extrapolate, now granted it does say that, you know, you guys are tied for twenty first, but it's only with one other team. Uh-huh. Um, they claim that Josh Allen is ranked twenty third amongst all quarterbacks. Uh-huh. Devin David Stingletary is ranked fourteenth amongst all running backs. Uh-huh. And Stefan Diggs is ranked fifteenth amongst all receivers. Uh those three rankings averaged is 17, not 21. Uh-huh. So, ANFL, your math doesn't check out. But did you do the math against the Panthers? No, I'm lazy. I still don't know if your math works out. Yeah, but it wouldn't matter, though, because... Because the not, Bills are better than that. They're Well, they're not tied for 17th. They're tied for 21st. Right. So, like, even if I did do the math. Okay, so 24 plus 27 plus 1 divided by 3. Yeah, so tech, the Panthers and the Buffalo Bills are tied for an average of uh, 17. Okay. Right. So we're t- obviously taking the top 32 of every position because there's 32 teams in the NFL. Uh-huh. That means that those teams will be tied for... 17th place thereabouts. No, it means that they're tied for 17 points. Which puts them in 21st, I bet. Mm, Yeah, I mean, probably. Because, like... Because, like, the Browns... Baker for 11th. Yeah. 19, 6, and 7. Mm-hmm. Tied for 11 with 
six twenty-one and twenty-eight. Yes, the math doesn't work. This whole entire fucking chart, this whole entire list is dumb. Well, so here's the thing, though. Is yeah, that doesn't make sense. I don't know why they're tied for eleventh. This would have made sense before they traded for David Johnson. Yeah, I don't know. I'm mad. I'm back to just being mad. Yeah, you should be, because this whole list is bullshit. Rexman. Because one would argue... I paid money for this shirt. <laughs> I want to know what metric they're using to rank these guys. Uh, but one would argue that Devin Singletary is underrated because of his numbers. It's almost like he didn't get the most carries last year and still had 775 yards. Yeah, I mean, he averaged five yards a carry. And he should have touched the ball more. You know, uh, and he could work on his touchdowns, but how many opportunities was he given to score? Well, so the big the big thing to think about is like how many, uh, which I've seen posted elsewhere, is how many touchdowns did Josh Allen vulture by just running it in when passing touchdowns broke down? Yeah, and that counted as a running touchdown. Yeah, and a rushing touchdown for not Devin Singletary. <laughs> right. The. Uh... But statistically. Statistically, statistically, yeah, statistically, does statisticality does, does it really piss you off that much? Uh, no, no W's. I'm here for the W's because I don't play on the team. I root for the team. <laughs> so what are you mad for? Oh, I'm not. Well, I'm mad about the 21st overall ranking compared to other teams. As far as the triplets themselves go. I mean, you're telling me Drew Locke, Philip Lindsay, and Cortland Sutton, who are even just one spot in front of us, are a better trio? You're telling me AJ Green, who's perennially hurt, Joe Mixon, who you said other people were overhyped for, and Joe Burrow, who's never played a snap in the league, are better than us? Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert, and George Kittle, I'll give it to. Sure. I ain't mad about that. That kind of, uh, that kind of just... Roethlisberger, know. also, also, an argument for George Kittle to be uh, paid more because it's not wide receiver, it's just pass catcher. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, that, that kind of cements the argument I just made about George Kittle's uh, um, importance to that offense when the, yeah. pro- the, the top-ranked pass, pass catcher is your tight end. Well, Paquito. It's almost uh, like I kind of know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster. I'll give it that. Yep. I mean, there's an argument to be made there. Um, I, you're you're having to heavily rely on past performances, considering Roethlisberger sat out for most of the season last year. Right. <clears throat> so who knows what Sloppy Burger will get this season? Right. What's your shirt say? Schittsburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Just making sure. 
Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. They're better than the Bills trio? Yes. No. <laughs> uh, the article says so, though. Fuck this article. Yeah. Anyways. And, and I'm not even convinced Derek Carr is going to be the starter in Las Vegas because evidently there's a little outside, a little... Um, uh, Inside general, outside baseball. Yeah, a little, some more general NFL news. Evidently, uh, Coach Gruden is super hot on Marcus Mariota. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So He was hot on Nathan Peterman, too, so. I'm not saying that it might be a mistake. But I'm just saying Derek Carr might not start. Because <laughs> evidently, Josh, John Gruden does not like Derek Carr. Uh, that's, that is what has been reported, mm-hmm. so. So, th- so this Las Vegas Raiders rank 14 might just be a wash. The Arizona Cardinals all the way up at nine. Is Kyler Murray really that good of a quarterback? Kyler Murray had a really good rookie year. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Uh, the He looked a lot more poised than I thought he would, considering uh, it, it, he's having grown men chase his ass down. <laughs> uh, but he did all right, and the offense looked good around him, and people listened to him and responded well to his play. So we'll see if that translates to second year success. I think the biggest thing that buffs the Cardinals in this specific ranking is the fact that they got DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. Oh yeah, totally. But. Yeah, uh, Kyler Murray's rookie year, he had 64% completion, 3,700 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Like, it was super solid for a rookie campaign. Like, some would say really good for a rookie campaign. Yeah, right. Being thrust into an offense that had no real marquee <laughs> weapons and... <laughs> thrust. Thrust. Uh, <laughs> no, mar- no marquee weapons and an injured David Johnson, so... Mm. Thrust. Thick. You know what this list does, though? Piss me off. Yeah. But. But. I think it's also throwing some disrespect uh, at uh, the Baltimore Ravens a little bit. As much Being as I, eighth. As much as I hate them. But, I think it's throwing a little bit of disrespect at Marquise Brown. Yeah, that's kind of like the point. Like Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram is a top tier running back, but he's not a top ten running back. No, um, Marquise Brown. Hollywood. Like, yeah, statistically sure, but like, fucking, like, are we completely dismissing these people's abilities? Like, every receiver in Baltimore is going to have worse numbers than any other receiver in the league because Lamar Jackson is going to rush for 1,200 yards a season. Mark Ingram is probably ranked about where he belongs. 100%. Um, And Lamar is probably ranked about where he belongs at number two. Yeah. Uh, Second only to Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's like... No receiver is ever going to look like the the dude that's carrying the team because Lamar Jackson can do so much with the football. So I think right. there's a li- I think there's a little disrespect for what Marquise Brown would do if he was in a more pass heavy offense. And I think that's where your frustrations with the Bills ranking comes in. 
is you're they're not looking at the talent they're looking at the numbers yeah because it's preseason speculation and we all know how much i love that after my rant last week Mm -hmm. Uh, and how much i totally respect analysts uh (laughs) right and their inability to look past the numbers uh the browns almost made the top 10 so that's cool (laughs) (laughs) if it wasn't for baker mayfield's awful awful second season top 10 offense also, for anybody who's actually watched this long, I don't usually fidget this much, but I bought pistachios and they're fucking delicious and I can't stop. Bro, it's, look, I understand. If I had pistachios, we there wouldn't be a podcast. There would just be constant, there'd be two hours of recording of us cracking shells <laughs> and throwing them, in, throwing them in a bowl and like fidgeting our hands into the bag of pistachios. Like, I get it. It ain't gonna hurt my feelings. So... I apologize. Next time, I won't drop that pistachio. I mean, next time, I won't have a bag of pistachios here. But Probably. I think, probably. But I think we're going to do... I'm going to try to set up something. So uh, we're going to let the viewers and listeners behind the scenes for a little bit. Uh, oh. There's going to be changes to the website. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Sure. So, that I'm so. fine talking about. I didn't... I was like, what scenes are we letting them behind? Yeah, no, not that. Uh, there's going to be changes to the website <laughs> to where... Uh... <laughs> Don't say anything about that. Uh, to where if you don't want to listen to the podcast on one of the major podcast things, uh, what's wrong with you? But if you don't, uh, we're going to set up a player to where you just... Go we're not getting web- paid yet. Yeah, we're just you just go on the website. Uh, the every week's new episode's going to pop up in audio format automatically. Just start playing whatever you do on the website. It's always going to be there. Uh, we're also uh, we officially do own the domain for Fourth and Merch. Fourth and Merch. Yeah. Uh, so fourthandmerch.com will eventually be our official merch store. Um, I'm on the website. I'm going to start doing some. Get your I'm here to help shirt. Uh, coming eventually. It's it's, it's, it's kind of there. It's it's, it's somewhere. It's somewhere. <laughs> now it's just a black screen. <laughs> so is that going to be the first? Just sit down and put it over your chest, like you were wearing it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Keith's here to help. Yeah. <laughs> is that going to be the first shirt on the website? This is the that, first shirt on the website. That and the football, 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 football shirt. <laughs> Yes, those are the two shirts. Yes, <laughs> actually, um, yeah. So, uh, we're at, buy, so we're buy your buy your I'm here to help shirt um, to sponsor us as Whoop. we're uh, spinning everything up. We want to not do our jobs anymore. So if you want to help, yeah. So it, be here. Be here to help. Yeah, be here to help. Help us. Help you. Help be us. Here, be okay. here to help. Help. Just like. Just just help. <laughs> So another thing that I plan on doing, and I actually haven't run this by you yet. Um, oh, now he's ignoring it. So I know I see it. I am ignoring it. Uh, is I'm going to up until the season starts, starting hey. with next week's episode. Because uh, evidently, week's evidently, this, episode. evidently the season is supposed to start September 10th. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So starting next week, we'll have two and a half ish weeks. 
whenever the episode's posted until the regular season starts because, you know, fuck the preseason. No reason for preseason. Yep. We're going to start... I'm going to start coming up with some article ideas. Some... Oh, yeah? Some written stuff to put on the website so there's something to do when you go there. Um, So... This is news. It is news to RJ. (laughs) This is news. Uh, But wherever... And we're we're gonna start, you know, self promoting some more because uh, I want people to listen to it. I enjoy what we do here, and I figured I'd take the opportunity to have that now that we have cameras in front of us. Uh, we're we're real people talking about real subjects uh, poorly. I'm really um, eating these pistachios. Yeah, I'm sorry. Re- he's 100 percent eating pistachios. There's there's no there's no prop pistachios in this recording. All pistachios were harmed in the making of this film. Yo, I murdered them pistachios. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we're we're gonna we're attempting to build a community, and it's gonna be fun. Uh, even if you aren't here for the podcast, that's why I really want to get into the merch because I want to do funny shirt shit. You know, I was gonna um, say it's gonna be fun whether you like it or not, but you know, hundred percent. That's kind of the goal. We're gonna force you to enjoy it. We're gonna make something that somebody enjoys. It may not be the podcast. It may not be a shirt. It, it might may be, not be us. It might. Who knows? Special guest. Somebody that's not us. <laughs> but I, I figured I'd take the time to express that the uh, there's there's shit coming. This is gonna be a franchise, baby. I agree with you. I think I think this can be bigger, stronger, faster. But if that's all we've got to talk about this week, titties, bitties and titties and titties and bitties and bitties and titties and titties and bitties. Yep. We also got to expand our wardrobe so we have, like, shit to wear every week now. I think we'll be all right. I think we'll make it. Soon it'll be our own merch. Shout out to 26 Shirts. Uh, we're not sponsored yet, but if you hear this, um, this is that's where this came from. Maybe they'll make a Cleveland department at some point. You should make a Cleveland department. Isn't is 26 Shirts, is that a like a Buffalo thing? Originally? Yeah. So... But they do shirts. They do shirts for several other cities. Like they gotcha. do shirts for Pittsburgh and stuff. Gotcha. Well, yeah, twenty six shirts. Then figure it out. Fucking figure it out. Fucking figure it out, bud. I was waiting for you to sniff again. Come on. So about that outro. <laughs> God damn it. I'm trying to beatbox over here. And you're like. <laughs> There's too much latency. I can't do it. <laughs> God damn it. Just. You're the worst. Anyways, this has been the fourth and wrong podcast. In the fucking show. <laughs> uh, say goodbye, Keith. Goodbye, Keith. Thank you.
if we're really going to make something that's that you enjoy that's not us, we're going to both jizz into a cup and like get somebody pregnant and see what happens. Mm. And in 18 years, we'll have a pro. No. Don't like that. No, no, no. Okay. I don't like me enough to make more of me. Well, you better hope it's me then. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to look at the end. <laughs>